This is a podcast from Rover. Sex education. With Morgan from the Trainee Sexologist Podcast. She is an absolute legend and welcome along to the Uncut Sex Education with Morgan Penn. She is a fully qualified somatic sexologist. If you want to get in touch with Morgan, you can see it in our show notes. Uh, you just go to morganpenn.co.nz or her Instagram, Morgan the Sexologist. And if you want to hear about Morgan's journey to becoming a sexologist and then some amazing tips, then look up our podcast, The Trainee Sexologist. But Morgs, welcome. How you doing, girl? I'm good. It's nice to be here with you guys. Oh, we have got so much to cover today. We're going to get into um, sex addiction. We're going to talk sexual connection, nude photos, all that sort of stuff. Are you ready? Yes. Sex Education. With Morgan from the Trainee Sexologist Podcast. Welcome along to Sex Education, where we get somatic sexologist Morgan Penn on the show with us. And she answers questions about sex, relationships, and your body. Morgan, kia ora. Welcome to the show. Hey. Kia ora. Oh, we are very excited to have you here today. We've got a lot of questions to get through. And then uh, we're going to get a little tip for you at the end uh, for our podcast. So if you are listening live right now, make sure you text POD to 3343 because we're going to delve into a little something called Anal August. Oh. And that's going to be on the podcast version of Sex Education. So make sure you text POD to 3343. You've and got me hook, line and sinker. Here we go. Your first question, Morgan. How can I know for sure if I have a sex addiction? Yeah, this can be tricky, but like it doesn't matter what the behavior is, the, the, the measure of if something becomes an addiction is if it is significantly impacting your life in a negative way. So in regards to like a sex addiction, I'd be checking in around lack of control, like over sexual thoughts, urges and impulses. Um, like, you know, sexual impulses are natural, yes, but the thing is that sex addiction is when the behaviours are done in excess and you can't actually control it. Like, if your mind is being consumed by these thoughts, if you're having to leave work to go and do something or, you know, it, it, it really is impacting your life, that's when it's an addiction. Oh, wow. Okay. And another question on the other end of the scale. Someone says, what can I do if I feel no sexual connection to my partner, but I still love them with all my heart and I want our relationship to work? Yeah, it's uh, so hard. Uh, Firstly, I would tell the other person because it's never fair when one person is feeling something and withholding that information from another person because it doesn't give the other person in the union the opportunity to kind of work together with them. And I think we get so worried about offending the other person that we never speak, you know, in moments like this. So tell the other person, tell them that you're struggling with the sexual connection, but make sure you reinforce how much you love them, which means how much you want to make this work. Um, I think it's super common for relationships to go through different seasons of you know, sexuality and wanting to have lots of sex or not. So I believe that if you've had a good sexual connection once, it can definitely come back. And if that is the case, then think back to when it was really good and look at the context around it. So what made it really good? You know, and then see if there's bits of that that you can replicate. 
And I would be looking in to see if you can identify what sexual needs aren't being met, you know, what you're desiring, what you'd like to try more of or, you know, and then express them to your partner so you are actually coming to the table with some ideas. Um, you do, I, I really think both parties need to be on board to save a sexual relationship and I, I'd just say don't be afraid to reach out and get help with someone like myself, you know, because it's really hard to, to navigate this alone. Sharon and Jaden. Okay, Morgs, next question is to do with nude photos. What should I do if I know my ex has nude photos of me, but we aren't on speaking terms? He won't return my calls when I contact him about deleting them. Oh, firstly, I'd just say to this person, like, uh, yeah, I feel, I'm sorry. Like, it's such a horrible feeling, these kind of things. And I think we're living in a time where it's quite normal to send nudes and we think that in that moment we're going to be respected and it's going to be fine and um, or we let partners take photos of us and then relationships change and I hope that this person that has got the nudes are being respectful about them. Um, Unfortunately there isn't much that you can actually do at this point but if he were to share them, then there's a lot more that you could do because sharing, you know, naked content of someone without their permission is called, cool, and this is quite cool, everything sort of changed recently. They've had to create new laws because of the way that the world's moving. It's called image-based abuse. So it wow. is an offence under New Zealand law. Um, once sexual images are shared without consent, it's known as that. And that can then be used Um, under the Harmful Digital Communications Act. So the best thing to do, I think, would be to reach out to NetSafe, netsafe netsafe.org.nz. They've got an amazing online service there where they can support around all these types of things so that you won't feel alone and you'll get some good advice. Oh, that is amazing. And you're so right. You've just got to hope that people, even if you're on like bad you know, terms, terms that they wouldn't do that. Like, it's such a violation. But that is some really good knowledge there, Morgs. Thank you so much. Um, our next mm. question uh, that has come through is about somebody in a marriage. Should I tell my husband that I stupidly hooked up with a guy last year on a girl's trip to Auckland? It was just a drunk kiss in a bar. Nothing else happened. Oh, oh this is so hard. And I guess it's just it's totally up to you and where you're moral systems lie and if it's impacting you and I would say that the fact that you're asking this question a year later means that it is still sitting with you so maybe the the weight of the guilt isn't good for you or the marriage um it's just something you're going to have to weigh up for yourself but it is about preparing yourself for what the outcome of that might be and what that looks like and if it's worth it for you Oh, that's a good answer. I, I was trying to think in my mind what I would do if I was that person and I, I couldn't even, like if Bryce had done that, like would I want to know? Would I not mm. want to know? Like, Because you think that if Bryce did do that, that you'd, you'd, oh, game, you'd pack no, up it, your stuff see and you later. go. Yeah, yeah, if I so much as catch him as like sending nudes to another person, it's done. You oh, know, like okay. I've just, I don't have a, I've tried to get back together after cheating before and I, I just know that that's not in my Swiss army knife of things I can deal with like Mm -hmm. I just can't do that but some people can there you go Morgs you informed us that there is a thing on right now called anal august now (laughs) what the actual f is anal august or is it self-explanatory it's pretty self-explanatory it's kind of like how we went through masturbation may 
and now we're in anal August. So everybody is out there doing butt stuff. Now, what is what what's it coming up in the rest of the year? So what have we got? August, September. So what have we got in September? Scissoring September. Mm. <laughs> I reckon that's a good one. Orgasm October. Orgy October. Orgy. I prefer that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> So talking about um, anal August, now we've we've gone into this uh, very deep on the Training Sexologist podcast. It's not my vibe, but I do find it extremely interesting. So what would be, you know, like your top tips for people that maybe want to get amongst anal August? Yeah, exactly. There are a few things, right? Like lube, you, it's it's the most important thing. That that orifice is not self-lubricating, so you need lots and lots of lube. And I would say, like, don't go full tit. Like, don't just decide, okay, it's anal August. I'm just going to have anal and allow like like penis penetration in there. Like, if you've had nothing in there before, start with a butt plug or a finger, okay? Because you need to learn the art of breathing and relaxing those muscles because what they naturally want to do is just clench and shut up shop so you need to spend a lot of time on the outside warming it up creating safety and then slowly putting something in and is it like if my memory serves me correctly there's a particular sort of lube you should use for anal but not uh, or is it, is it something like that? There's like a sort and sort and lube mm. you should use a sort, certain type but not the other were we talking about this on T6? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we have discussed this actually. It is quite important because if you're using something like a water-based lube, it doesn't stay as moist and sticky for, for as long as something like an oil-based lube. But the only thing about that is like if you're using like a silicone lube and you're using certain types of condoms or silicone sex toys, butt plug, that could wear away the silicone. So you oh. do have to line up the lube that you're using with what 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 is actually going in there. Wow. Okay. So okay. Do double check those things. So, yeah. So silicon lube for the toys and oil lube if you're using like human parts. Mm-hmm. Well, silicone is an oil oh, based right. one. Right. Yeah. So you just have to be careful. Silicone is the best thing that you can use. Like an oil based one is the best thing to to use for butt sex, but just being careful about what you're using with that. Like a lot of people don't use condoms when they're doing anal sex, and so then that would be absolutely fine to use for that. And what about the importance of things like douching beforehand? Because I was saying this to Jan the other day, and he was like, what, I've never heard about that, and, you know, he's been getting amongst and never done this before. I've never used a douche, and no, no one that I've been with in that realm has used one either. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a real personal preference around whether or not you want to fully empty out. Some people it's just about um, their own confidence to be able to go and do that. But really, if you know that you've had a bowel movement, you know, kind of recently, um, then you know that, like, the poo, there's not necessarily any poo being left in the rectum. It's not like poo just, like, lives in the rectum ready to come out all the time. There is a whole movement that happens within the large intestine. Exactly. So if you have, yes, if you have passed a stool recently, then it's likely you're pretty clean and clear in there. So you're pretty pretty good to go. So what happens if it, like, do you still recommend cleaning beforehand? Because straight away, I like, I, I'm like thinking, you know, if someone's going to go and start licking some butts, like, 
Is there a risk of getting, you know, like, I, I don't know if it's Campylobacter or whatever, a coli? If, like, if they, if they yeah, haven't quite got it all, is there a risk of, like, somebody, you know, munching someone's butthole and getting, <laughs> and getting E. coli because there's a tiny little bit of poo left on their butthole? Yes, there is always a risk of these things. But that, that, that E. coli has to still be in, in, that, in the poo, you know? There has to be something that's, like, unwell with that person. You know, so it's it's just a risk. You have to, I mean, it's a very small risk, but it is a risk that's there. As someone so that yes, enjoys cleanliness oh, is important. Cleanliness, yeah, cleanliness is important. But as someone that enjoys the nether realm, that is the anus. I uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have found I've never had any of these things that we have that we've been mentioning. E. coli. I don't even know what that is. I just tell everyone, you know, just. You know, go about it in a safe manner, sensual manner, consensual manner. And, uh, you know, you never know what will happen. You might love it. Well, that is the thing. It it is rare, you know, but it is like E. coli is just a bacteria that lives in the gut, you know, and it's pretty common. Um, But for it to kind of come out and like cause someone to get it and all you get is vomiting and diarrhea with it. Mm. Um, I mean, nobody wants that. Risk I'm willing to take. (laughs) <laughs> just be careful <laughs> of course of course now because it's interesting that you say so the the, the the feces is not stored in the rectum uh, that's mm. where it, that's where it comes out when you're when you're actually doing the when you're pushing one out so would you almost yeah. liken it to uh, having vaginal penetrative sex when someone's pregnant what you're not gonna you know you're not what? gonna you're not gonna hit the baby uh, but it's there and um, similar to, no? Oops. Am I completely off the off the mark here? You know, because that's what a lot of people think. So they're like, oh, no, there's poo up there. But then you just say, oh, well, when I have, you know, if you have sex with a pregnant woman, you're not going to hit the baby. You're just like, I'm not going to hit the poo. Okay. Sure, I can see where you've gone with this. It's a little bit obscure, but yes, you, you are kind of correct in some weird Mm-hmm. Galaxy, you are correct. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, anal August, eh? Where do I sign? <laughs> I think you already have. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, if you want to have uh, any more conversations with Morgan, she is absolutely brilliant at her job, and all of her details are in our show notes of this podcast. But she'll be back with us next Wednesday. Morgan, thank you very much for everything. Woo! Oh, thank you for having me. No, Morgan, you do your tagline. You know you've got a ta- catchphrase now. <laughs> Give us your catchphrase. Oh, my God, I've just put you on. I'm sorry. Okay, it was my pleasure. There Aye. she is. There she is. The pleasure is all mine. That's another one you could use. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. My pleasure. Oh, wait, <laughs> was it yours? Ah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Morgs. You're amazing. All right, my darling. See you.